and welcome. Welcome back to The Road to an Effective Classroom Environment. And I am LaShanta, your host. And today our topic is about your classroom management plan and how your classroom management plan is your guide to success for that school year. So we've talked about relationships, rapport, how our classrooms should be arranged in order to have that effective environment. And so now let's take a few minutes to talk about your classroom management plan. This is your guide in teaching your students what you want them to know about your room and how they should handle situations in your room, how they should address you. So this is an important plan to put in place prior to the school year and taking the time to think about what you want inside of that plan. So imagine if we did not have stop signs and we know that there's been times in our history in which stop signs did not exist. And you may have seen some of the black and white movies and um, comedies where cars are on the road and there are no stop signs. Okay, you have that visual in your head. Think about a world without clocks. And we know that there's been times in our history where clocks were not around and were not available. Keeping up with time was not uh, one of those necessities. So with those two visuals that you have, apply that to your classroom if you did not have the guide for success for your students. You can imagine it would be chaos. And a classroom that has chaos cannot be effective and it cannot be conducive to learning for the students. So let's take a look at how we develop a plan that will be productive for our students. Well, let's take a look at how we term our plan. Sometimes teachers refer to their classroom management plan as their rules. Um, some use the word expectation. Well, the word rules tends to give a negative connotation to it. Um, and I'm not saying that using the word rules is not correct. You can use whatever terms. You just have to make sure that the terms that you're using are giving the students the information that you want them to have about your classroom. I prefer using the word expectations. And looking at expectations, it's more of a positive connotation. We're looking at that positive framework for your class, what you expect students to do when they are with you. And again, if you are joining me for the first time, I implore you to go back and listen to the other episodes. In one of our episodes, we talked about teaching the students what you want them to know about your classroom and about you. If you don't teach the plan, if you don't teach the expectations, then they don't know what is required of them when they are with you. So we want to take a look at expectations. How do we term these? Students will be able to take care of themselves. Students will be able to take care of this place. And 
even though those two sentences are broad sentences, it lets the students know that the focus is on what? On the student, on this place. And you give examples. And even in your examples, you want to give your examples in a positive way. Taking care of yourself. Bringing all materials to class. Being on time to class. Um, taking care of this place. Making sure that all items are picked up. Making sure that items are put back into the proper cubby holes. So the wording and the examples that you give your students is very important because you want to be specific and you want to be careful in how you term um, what you want students to do in your classroom. And then let's take a look at the words punishment and consequence. Well, punishment also, it is one of those words that has a negative connotation to it. And you're looking at, okay, who is in control? With punishment, the teacher is in control. The student is getting some type of discipline based on a wrong behavior that has been committed in the classroom. I, again, the word that I like to use when um, I'm dealing with students is consequence. And with consequence, I'm expecting my students to learn from the mistake, learn from the behavior that was shown in class that went against my expectations. Put, it puts the responsibility back on the students in addressing what he or she did. And it's also a way of building trust with your students. So my word choices um, are expectations and consequences. Um, with consequences, and when you're looking at how you're going to put your plan in place and you're thinking about the types of consequences that you feel will be effective, um, you want to, again, think about how you're going to word the consequences. Again, keeping it simple and specific. I want to talk about one level of consequence, a warning. Many teachers will give their students a warning. That may be on the first time that a, a situation takes place in the classroom where behavior um, happens. The teacher may give a warning. And warnings can be very powerful whether you give them a warning on the first time the behavior is done or the second time, warnings can be powerful. Warnings should be powerful and should be loaded. A loaded warning would be addressing the student verbally by calling the student's name so the student knows that you are talking to him or her. Um, it could be where you're using proximity, standing very close to the student. Um, so that the student will not continue the behavior or placing the student's name on the board. One thing to make that warning even um, more effective would also be to talk with the student. Giving a warning and not addressing the student at a time that's appropriate and letting the student know what behavior was done and why that behavior was not appropriate is very important. 
Take the time to have a conference with your student, whether it's before that student leaves to go on to the next class or go on to the next lesson, or whether you find a time to go visit that student in the cafeteria or going to a, another classroom. And again, you have to know your students. And that goes back to another episode, again, in talking about building relationships and rapport. You have to know your students. Some students, if you approach them in the cafeteria to address them about a behavior that happened in your classroom, they may not take that um, very well. They may be standoffish um, and they may not be receptive to anything that you're saying. So you, again, you have to know your students. Um, going to another teacher's classroom, again, you have to make sure that you know the community within your school. Is this something that as a, as a school, all teachers have an understanding that if a student has an issue in the classroom, another teacher may come by and visit for one, two minutes max, and a, the student goes back into the classroom. Again, it's all about knowing the community of your school to know how to handle that conference with that student. So embedding within the warning a conference and even a quick phone call home and to talk about phone call homes sorry phone calls home that in itself is not a consequence or a punishment phone calls home are a necessity and it doesn't have to be a 10 or 15 minute conversation that you're having with the parent it can be a quick one to two minute. This is what happened in class. I talked with Amber and I'm looking for us to be um, um, successful tomorrow when she comes back to school. Phone call home can be very brief. And I'll say this as well. Um, one thing I also wanna make note of, I've, I hear teachers um, in the years of me being in education, I hear teachers um, and I've said it myself where, oh, I don't have the time or time is slipping and I, I don't have um, all the time to make the calls that I want to make. And you have to be able to, to go back and look and see if the number of calls you're having to make, is that because something's off in the relationship that, you're, that you have with the students? Is there something going on in the community that has um, affected the children across the board in your classroom in some way, shape or form, you have to analyze and think about what's going on outside of your classroom that could be impacting your students. So making phone calls home, if you make the calls early on in the school year, then you will have a smoother rest of the year. So getting parents involved early on when behaviors are taking place, parents, they want to know. They want to know what's going on. And, you sh and it's a part of our jobs to make sure that we keep them informed of how the students are doing in our classrooms. So think about it when you're putting your management plan to, together. Think about taking out the word phone calls home as a consequence because you don't want your students to look at it as, oh, that person's going to call my parents. For some students, it may or may not be anything that phases them. Think of, 
think of things that will allow your students to be held responsible for their actions. Um, look at strategies that will have the students thinking about what they did wrong and what they could have done in order to not have the behaviors that were being displayed. So just to recap and talking about your management plan, make sure that you are using words that are going to be effective for your classroom, whether that's using the words, um, consequences, expectations, whatever words or terminology that you use for your classroom management plan is totally up to you. The most important thing is to make sure that you teach the plan to your students. Also, allow your students to come up with one or two expectations and making sure that these are expectations that you as the classroom teacher, you are okay with as well. So that way you get students invested in that room. It's also important to make sure that you post your expectations in the classroom, make sure it's readable. Eight and a half by 11 is not big enough for all students in the classroom to see what the expectations and consequences are. So make sure that you have these things posted so that students can read what these are on a daily basis as they are entering the room and as they are in the room. Make sure you send a copy home to the parents. And we do this the first day of school. Some schools or some teachers, they wait until the middle of the week. They take the time to get to know the students before they begin sending out their expectations, their course syllabus. Um, but whatever time frame, make sure that parents receive a copy of that and get creative. One thing that you may want to do to know that your parents have actually read over or at least had a chance to um, see certain wordings within your classroom management plan, you may have where parents have to initial each expectation or each consequence. Some teachers use um, this document as a way of providing some type of um, participation grade for students so that they know that they're getting it back from them. So if you're gonna have a participation grade for it, then go ahead, make sure that your parents are reading over everything. We know that at the high school level, students may bring home four to six different documents and you want yours to stand out. You want parents to know exactly what students are going to be doing in your classrooms. So that's just um, one suggestion. Make sure that you revisit your management plan throughout the course of the school year. I would advise revisiting your plan once a week. That's a great way to start the week off on a Monday or if Monday was a holiday, you're coming back in on a Tuesday, reminding students about some of the things that you may have seen that they were not doing um, well in and what are some things they could be doing better, how they can be, um, be better. So revisit your management plan um, throughout the school year. That's an important piece because you want them to continuously know 
what the expectations are in your classrooms. So that about sums it up for this afternoon. Um, just wanted to give you a few tips about your classroom management plan and how to make it be a successful document for you. It is a living, breathing document that you will utilize throughout the school year. It's not just something that you look at that one time, but in order to have that effective classroom environment, you have to revisit. You don't want to have the chaos in your rooms like a world without stop signs or a world without clocks. I am your host, LaShanta, and this has been the road to an effective classroom environment. I'll see you next time.